it is written in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When we speak about Jesus, when we speak about the Son of God, the Bible says, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, wh what that means is that what he did yesterday, he will do today, and he will do tomorrow. So when you look at Jesus, the Son of God, who was crucified and who died for your sake, Look at him as the unchanging person. Because if he could feed 5,000 yesterday, he can still feed the 5,000 today and feed them tomorrow. But if he could still open the eyes of blind Bartimaeus yesterday, today there could be another Bartimaeus somewhere waiting for their eyes to be opened. And that same Jesus Christ is still willing to open those eyes today. He has never changed. How you look at him is what made change. But the Son of God is available for you to do the impossible for you the same way he did them yesterday. He still wants to do them today. Let me tell you the position that I like to be in. I like to be in a position where all the odds are against me. When all the odds, child of God, listen, this is a, a very powerful revelation for you. I do not know who the Lord is speaking to. But when all the odds are against you, that means you're right for a miracle. Because sometimes when you've got everything figured out and you seem to be in control, the Spirit of God is so far away from you because it is written, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, it is not by power, nor by might, but by my Spirit. So when the odds are against you, when you're up against the wall, when the tide is high and it seems as though that you will drown any moment from now, then you're right for a miracle. Because if you look at the Bible, the odds were against Abraham. And yet the Lord shows up and the Lord says that you will have a son who shall be heir to you. For God's sake, the man is 75. And you're telling him he's going to have a son. His wife is 65. The odds were against him. And the Lord waits 
for the odds to get even worse. 85, the child did not come. 90, the child did not come. 95, the son did not come. But when the odds were completely, completely against Abraham, that the Lord showed up and Isaac was born when Abraham was a hundred. A hundred. One hundred. And his wife was 90. She was not 23. She was 90. When the odds are against you, then just know that God is just about to pull a move that no one will believe on earth. Look at the Bible well. Every miracle, the children of Israel, the odds were against them. The odds were against them. 430 years in slavery. You've got no land, you've got nothing. All you've known is slavery. You don't know anything else. And here is Moses showing up saying, the Lord says, let my people go. You're not talking to an LCU one chairman. You're not talking to a local leader. You're speaking to the Pharaoh, one of the most powerful kings on earth. And you're telling him, let my people go. But this is his entire labor force. Where do you want his labor force to go? And you're telling him that let my people go. Go where? They had no gun, not a single arrow, not a single weapon. But God says, let my people go. And even the Israelites must have laughed and said, this is ridiculous. Go where, for example? Okay, yes, go, yes, that's okay, but go where? Where do you go from here? Where do you go? Where Do you have a stash of cash? Or food? How are you going to feed them? And yet, when the odds were against them, then God pulls them out. And they come out. The first obstacle is the Red Sea. But there's a miracle that is not spoken of that almost everybody seems to ignore. Is that when they were fresh, they were against the Red Sea, the Egyptians came from behind. Now the Egyptians were face, forcing them into the water. But the Bible says that the camp of the Israelites was full of light. But the camp of the Egyptians was full of darkness just before the crossing. The odds were against them. You've got men, women, children, the old, against an army that has been given an instruction, kill them all. And yet God preserves them. I love it when the odds are against me because then I know that God, the Lord, God himself, is just about to do something that nobody thinks he will do. So right now, you could be against a wall and the odds are against you completely. But the odds were against the Israelites all the time. All the time. Who would have thought that God can raise up one man, Samson, one man, Samson, to face an entire army? 
One man, not for one year, but for over 10 years, one man. But the odds were against them. It's not surprising that when the angel met Zacharias, the father of John, and said to him, your wife is going to be with child. It's not surprising that he said, but how can I know? Because I'm an old man and my wife is gone in age. He did not know that the Spirit of God works effectively when all human effort is dead. When, when all human strength is gone, when your network cannot help you, when your strength cannot help you, when your family cannot help you, as a matter of fact, God works more effectively when your family rejects you. He works more effectively when you are mocked and persecuted. The Spirit of God works more effectively. Why? Because then when he, he does a miracle in your life, you will remember that it was God. But when you're in the middle of comfort and you still have options left, if there's a miracle in your life, you will think it is because I did A, B, C, D. You will deny the Lord the glory. And yet, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What the odds were against Joseph, for God's sake. He's been in jail for I don't know how long. And there was no hope that Joseph would ever come out of that jail because there was no limit to his sentence. That means he was going to rot and be buried in the prison cell. His family gave up on him. The same family sold him. But what are the odds that God would rise up this young man from a dungeon and in one night he went to bed a prisoner. He woke up a prince. Who would think that he would go to bed powerless, then rise up in the morning, the most powerful man on the land, except God do that? Who else can do that? No magician, no enchanter, no astrologer, no wise man can do that, except the Lord God. But the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that means that what he did yesterday, don't just look at the miracles in the Bible and think, oh yeah, this is what God did. I think you should be saying, this is what God is going to do. I'm, I'm so expectant one day that I'll be invited to a wedding and wine runs out. I really want to go to a village wedding and wine runs out because I'm looking forward to the Lord God Almighty turning drums into wine. I want to see that with my two eyes. I have seen the Lord raise the lamb, the crippled walk, I have seen them walk, I have seen blind eyes, a madman. Now I want something tangible. I want wine, I want to drink of it, and I believe God is going to do it. Because the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when we, when we study the word of God, we should not be studying the word of God in the past tense, but it should be in the present continuous. Why? Because it should be that the continuation of miracles is happening with you in your house, in your life, today, now. It is possible. So what are the odds right now against you? What are the odds? What are the odds right now? Where are you right now? Sincerely, when you look at yourself, even you yourself, you know that I'm on the wall. But it is when you're on the wall that God is with you. And I want you to know, the Bible says in Matthew 19, 26, 
And Jesus said, yes, with man, it is impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. So think about it right now. If you're on the wall, thank God you're on the wall. Why? It means that you're ripe. It means you are extremely ripe for a miracle. So when nobody expects that anything good will come out of you, that nothing good can come out, that's when God says yes. And I want you to know that God, in this season, this season is going to change things in a way you did not think that he would. So what are you up against? Are you up against a mountain? What are you up against? What is that mountain? And it's standing when you go to bed, you see it. Every time you close your eyes, you see it. It doesn't seem to move. It doesn't seem to shake. Don't let circumstances define you and define your tomorrow. But let Jesus determine that. For it is written that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It is possible for powerful and mighty miracles to happen. And God will do them. Because he's never changed. And right now you may feel that you're alone. And it feels like nothing has worked out for a while. If God has kept you alive, it's because he has not given up on you. There is still hope. For as long as you're still breathing, there is hope. There is hope. So tonight, I don't want you to walk out of this door without talking to God and telling him how you are against the world. You'll be amazed to see what the Lord will do. So tonight, I'm believing God for the impossible for you. There's a reason he, he, he led you. I, I didn't lead you. He led you. It's because he wants to do what you as a person cannot do. Anyway, I, I want to tell you this. Is that every day of your life when you wake up, believe God to do the impossible. You believe God to do the impossible. And he will. Every morning I wake up, I'm, I'm expectant that God is just about, you know, there's something that you have to know is that don't let what you see and what you hear determine what you believe. If you let what you see and what you hear determine what you believe, you'll be so scared and you'll be so worried because there's so much wickedness out there. But we base our faith on the word of God. Not on what we see, not on what we hear, but on the infallible word of God. And let me tell you, the odds may be against you. I don't know how many of you believe in, it, in the impossible, but me, I believe in the impossible. I, with, with all of my heart, the people that God used to do extraordinary things in the Bible, they were ordinary men and ordinary women. They were like you, they were like me. The people that God did for extraordinary things in the Bible, 
They were like you, they were like me. But there's just one thing that they did. They simply dared to believe. You lose nothing. David lost nothing by believing in God. It's not written anywhere that God told him that go and fight, I'm going to be with you. He took a step of faith. He took a step of faith. He said, wait a minute, you guys are running from this man? How is that possible? He said, no, 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 take me. Take me, what is the reward? Give me, tell me the reward. What will they do to the man who will kill this one? When he had, they went the next one. What will they do to the man who kills this one? Until the news reached the king. The king said, but this cowboy. Really, 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 you, you. He said, anyway, you go. Since you say, God, God, you, you never know. But Solomon, Saul was full of doubt. They tried to put on the, the armor on him. It was heavy. He couldn't walk. He said, no, 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 you remove the things. I'll go. He went with the same weapon he'd been using in the wilderness, and God gave him victory. David's victory is not because he fought well, but because he believed well. He put his trust in the Lord. I want us to take just two minutes. I don't know what brought you to the presence of God, but I want you to know something. Is that we serve a God who is exceedingly powerful, that he can change your destiny in a moment. Guys, in a moment. I believe in miracles. I've seen miracles. My life is a miracle every day. It would be wrong for me not to tell you about a miracle working God, and yet the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, is the same today, is the same forever. I'm not talking about fact miracles. I'm talking about something that God does, and it humbles you for the rest of your life. I, I, and you see, he said, ask. He says, ask. It says what? He says, ask. It says, whatsoever things you desire. Mark chapter 11. Let me read it for you. I love, it's one of my favorite scriptures. Mark 11, 24. It says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. Mark 11, 24. He says, therefore I say, whatever things you desire when you pray. He says, whatever things you desire when you pray. It's, it's for you to pray and to believe. You leave the rest to God. Why should it be your burden to wonder how God is going to answer when he says that whatever things you desire when you pray, believe? So I want you just, in, in just two or three minutes, talk to God in your own words, in your own way. Talk to him in a way that makes you comfortable. If you want to speak to him in Dunyakchara, you talk to him in that. If it's Luo, that's how you talk to God, you talk to the Lord. But let it come from your heart. Pour out your heart to him. And I want you to know something today. That when you go back home, write down this day. That this is the day that you ask the Lord of this particular thing. Then you'll know that there is a God who sits in heaven. Who determines the destinies of men. You didn't come here to waste time. Maybe you woke up in the morning not knowing you would be here. But thank God you're here. Now, I want you to please talk to the Lord. Okay? In your own words, please. In your own words, please. If you want to leave, kneel. Just whatever you want to do, but whatever happens, I want you to talk to God. Talk to the Lord, please. Talk to the Lord.
Oh, we bless your name, dear God. We magnify and exalt your name, dear Jesus. We know that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, your children here come themselves before you, dear God. You know the mountains they're dealing with. You know the challenges they're dealing with. You know the storm around their lives. You know their dreams. You know their desires. You know their worries. You know everything about them. Lord, I lift them before you. And Father, I pray that whatever it is they put before your throne today, Lord, may you answer. Lord, we put our faith together and believe you for the impossible. For Lord, you are the God who does the impossible. Now, Father, I bless them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Father, even as they go out, Lord, they walk out in the joy and in the peace of the Lord. Supply their need in this difficult season, Lord. Supply their need with food, with water. Supply their need according to glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Fight every battle, Lord, that they're fighting, Lord. And Father, I speak a word in their lives, dear Lord, that you will keep them and preserve them, Lord. Keep disease, keep sickness out of their doorsteps. But Lord, I pray that Lord, you, Father, will watch over them and they the household. Let their houses be marked by the precious blood of Jesus, the vessels they use, the vehicles, their children, their family members. Let them be covered by the blanket of the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' name, we pray. And this is that is a God in heaven. I just, I want, you know, the things of God, let me tell you something about the things of God. Is that the things of, the miracles of God are like a pregnancy. Did you know? Did you know? The miracles of God are like a pregnancy. And why? Because, you know, never argue with a person who is not pregnant, who says they're not pregnant. You leave it. You know why? Because a pregnancy does not grow in, it grows out. You understand? So, the miracles of God, they don't, they, you can't hide them. They will grow out. It's like a city on a hill. It cannot be hidden. That's what's going to happen with you. Okay? 